HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. This week on Meet and 3, we continue our trade series with a piquant look at the many faces of the spice trade. From the high price tag of saffron to the ubiquity of chilies and the potential ripple effect that farmer protests in India may have on the global spice market. You know, farmers are, are protesting because they feel like their lives and livelihoods are on the line. You find it in a lot of cured foods like cured meat and Parmesan cheese. Um, you also find it in ripening foods like ripe tomatoes are very high in uh, MSG. So there's sources of it all over the natural world. Tune in to Meet and 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Life's a Banquet, a show about all things edible, spreadable, pourable, and lovable, huggable, squishable, and mushable. <laughs> With your hosts, me, the host of The Love Boat, and... And me, a pirate of the Caribbean. Okay, good to know. Now, in my mind, the love boat was a game show, but I am now realizing it was not. Like, there so is no host. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet, there is not. That's what I like to say. Yeah, it was now, like a cruise ship, I guess, right? Mm, yeah, so I could be the captain of the love boat. Yeah, you can. And, and I could I be, be the Tennille of the love boat. <laughs> <laughs> now... Folks, if you're bothered by the sound of someone eating in a podcast, I apologize, but I'm having some peanuts because I just realized I was very hungry. That is kind of gross, though. I think you should stop eating them. I'm going to have just one more. (laughs) Look, I have a migraine today, as I mentioned. Now, the slurping sounds of me drinking something, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know what? Peanuts get a bad rap. I know a lot of people can die from them. Um, uh, It kind of sounds like penis which uh, might offend some folks. But, you know, we hear all about nuts this, nuts that, almonds, cashews, walnuts. Why aren't peanuts more popular for your health? That's what I'd like to know. Why aren't they? I don't know, because they're, like, lame. No, they're delicious. And 
I just feel like peanuts have a bad stigma attached to them. And I'm I just here to am change not a, that. I'm not a big peanut fan. I like it when they're squished up into a butter. Mmm, heard of it. Yeah, peanut butter. Delicious. I love honey roasted peanuts. I love regular roasted salted peanuts. <laughs> I've never had a boiled peanut, but I'm willing to give it a whirl. I'm no. sure I'd like it. They're fine. Okay, well, I'm just saying, if anybody knows where peanuts took a wrong turn, they're almost like, you know, just one of, like, the bad, they're like the good son or the bad son. My dad loves peanuts. He eats them, like, every day. Well, I should meet your dad because it sounds like we have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Now, this Valentine's Day, consider peanuts. <laughs> 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 this Valentine's Day, pack your your belly full of peanuts. Mmm. So delicious. Anyway, enough about peanuts. We should talk about how Matt Damon is dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke. Don't go to the rushing to your phones to check out if it's true or not. Because he's, I think, still alive. <laughs> Let's hope so. No, he's alive. We had some technical difficulties before this. And I tried to get a joke going about Matt Damon being dead. It wasn't funny <laughs> then. It's not really working now. <laughs> you got to workshop it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a tight five about Matt Damon being dead. Sorry, Matt Damon. We know you're a listener of the show. And we don't think that <laughs> it's funny if you died. But also, um, anyway, what's going on with you? <laughs> uh, I was just trying to think of my favorite Matt Damon movie. It's probably mm. the, um, well, I do like The Born Identity. Really? I've never seen any of them. Or There's The more Born than one, right? Supremacy or all the other ones. I can't remember the names of any of the rest of them. Mm, the Born Opportunity. Yeah. But I really like The Talented Mr. Ripley. That's a mm, good movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. The Talented Mr. Ripley is good. I know your favorite is obviously Goodwill Hunting. I hate that movie. <laughs> that movie does not hold up. I recently watched it. Love Robin Williams, obviously. Um, and you won't stop talking all about this Ben Affleck guy. So I decided <laughs> I would give it a whirl. And uh, I did. I didn't like it. I found it to be very cheesy. It's very, very schmaltzy and whiny, and it very much like I don't like to be emotionally manipulated cheaply, and that's what it feels like it does. Mm, absolutely agree. I will say though, Minnie Driver is a delight. <laughs> She's great. I wonder her career is so interesting to me. Um, she like got really big, and then like got down to 90 pounds and, like, went back to England or something, or Australia, wherever the hell she's from, and... Wait, she got big, like, famous, or she got bigger, like, as a person? She got really famous. Mm, okay. And then she, like, lost a ton of weight and was just, like, scary skinny, and then her family was like, come back home and get better, and then she kind of, her career just didn't really take off. She never became, like, a megastar. Well, she is named Minnie. <laughs> right, so she's probably British. That sounds very British. Mm, Minnie! <laughs> Minnie is a cute name, isn't it? Is there a cuter name than Minnie? No. Minnie! Minnie Tangora? <laughs> I'm going to start going by Minnie Tangora. <laughs> no, you're Minnie. an average height. <laughs> no, I'm going as Minnie Tangora in hopes to uh, revamp my image, which is very bad now. It's <laughs> very bad. It's all peanuts and jokes about Matt Damon being dead, and I need a new look. A mini look. Okay. Uh, anyway, what's going on with you? What have you been doing? Uh, nothing. Sort of 
falling into the depths of despair, as one yeah. does in the snowy wintertime in Midwestern Indiana. Um, yeah. There isn't a lot going on. I've been watching some TV that I would not normally watch, so I've been watching movies that I never caught when they were actually out. So I saw Deadpool for the first time. Oh, yeah, I saw that when it came out. Um, and I was like, yeah, it was fine. What'd it was fine. Yeah, it's also, like, not appropriate for seven-year-olds, so don't mm. have your seven-year-old nephew watch it with you, because it's the only sure. thing that he'll watch, because there's naked ladies all over the place, and swearing, and lots of gore. <laughs> yes, much gore. Um, And then I watched Irresistible, which is that movie that Jon Stewart wrote, starring oh. Rose Byrne and yes. Steve Carell. How was that? It was bad. Oh, bad. no. I don't want to hear that. I'm just going to not watch it and just pretend like I never heard anything about it. Because I do love Jon Stewart so much. Yeah, it was bad. No! <laughs> I won't it's hear bad. it. The only redeeming quality was that it seemed as though Steve Carell, age 58, was supposed to get together with Mackenzie Davis, age 28. And I was pissed mm. off about that. And then... He mentions that to her, and she's like, in what world would it be okay for me to date you? And he's like, New York, L.A., Dallas, Houston, Miami. He lists all the cities. All cities. I feel like it's fine everywhere. Yeah. But they didn't get together, and I was relieved. Thank the Lord. Then my dad said that maybe Steve Carell's character is supposed to be 40, not 58. Oh. Hmm. Well, that's very (laughs) interesting. Um, I have been watching, I binge-watched two shows, which everyone had been just chit-chatting about, and I was like, I'm not much of a show person, like, I don't watch a lot of TV shows. Um, I'm more of like, let's see if I can find the absolute worst movie ever made and watch (laughs) that five times in a row until I fall asleep in a puddle of my own tears and sweat. Um, but I did watch Search Party, I binged it, loved it, it was so fun, and I watched... Uh, I May Destroy You in two days. And, I mean, not fun, but really, well, kind of fun. That's a great show. I liked I Will Destroy You. I feel like Search Party was good, and then it just really gets very bad. I don't know. I still kind of just liked it. I mean, I see what you mean, but I I still was into it. I was already hooked, so I got Hmm. into it. Yeah, I watched it all together, too, but then I didn't even finish the final season because I was just like, no. Really? You didn't even care about the mystery or how it ended? No. I find it very panic-inducing to me, spoiler alert, to think about being captured and uh, held against my will. It's, like, probably my worst fear. So it did cause me a lot of anxiety. (laughs) Um, I I did like that burger from Sex and the City still getting work. Mm, Yeah. Ron, what's his name? I don't know. Ron Howard? (laughs) Ron Burgundy? <laughs> Ron, my parents' friend's husband. Uh, Ron Livingston. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. <laughs> yeah. Ron Perlman, what an interesting looking guy. Oh, yeah. Um, did you watch the Super Bowl? Obviously, you didn't. Um, I did actually watch oh. it. But like okay. I don't understand football. So I wasn't paying any attention. I know that old man Tom Brady won another Super Bowl and that the halftime show 
was so bad that it made me think about how much we shouldn't be having a live music performance at the moment. Like, it should have been so good that I didn't even think about that, but it was so bad that that's all I could think about. How interesting. Was it the weekend? I heard it was the weekend. It was the weekend. I heard it was the weekend. That's how I talk now. <laughs> oh, was it the weekend? <laughs> it was the weekend. It wasn't very exciting, and they still were too close together. <laughs> and then you're just like, why are we doing, why are we having a Super Bowl? We're such idiots. Unbelievable. It's truly just, un- it's unbelievable to me. It's the, I don't know, just biggest sign of like consumerism, capitalism. What's the fucking point? Do we need to be, do- people, 500,000 people have perished in this country and we need to watch a football game. I just. I also, know. football is terrible. It, ruin like they have now that we know that playing football causes irreparable brain damage which we also talked about last week <laughs> yeah, like this is another football episode of your favorite football podcast let's not, <laughs> let's not do it just so stupid and the commercials were dumb it was just a terrible waste but i did make nachos so that was oh chill well that's great um all right well today is another special holiday whatever episode I I like Valentine's Day. I know it's an unpopular opinion to have, but I think it's cute. (laughs) Well, I don't observe Valentine's Day. (laughs) What do you do when someone says, happy Valentine's Day, Nicole? Do you kick them in the shin? No, if someone doesn't observe Christmas because they're Jewish, they don't kick someone if they wish them Merry Christmas. (laughs) Well, speak for ye self. Speak for ye (laughs) old self. (laughs) Um, I will. (laughs) so yeah i decided that we should talk about vd and i decided to (laughs) look up what is the deal with valentine's day and why do we eat chocolate during it Um, oh i i thought you were going to talk about actual vd you're talking about valentine's day i'm like why do people eat chocolate when they have venereal disease (laughs) how did chocolate and venereal diseases become so closely associated well Scratch that head no longer, folks. We have all those answers for you here today on Life's Banquet with your host, Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I went I went deep. I did a lot of research. Um, I got Great. my PhD in Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I went to history.com and got a very light sprinkling of information about the history of Valentine's Day. Um, basically... Like all things in our capitalist society, it's a scam made up by the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Super Bowl. <clears throat> um, so the the Catholic Church, those old so-and-sos, um, they, they actually recognize three dudes as saints who are named Valentine. So, Uh-oh. Yes, very tricky business um and they were all martyrs so don't be a martyr they didn't listen to that advice um there's a bunch of legends around which one of them actually is saint valentine and like what the whole story is how it even became a thing um but for the most part it's pretty much probably all just made up but one of the legends is that emperor claudius ii thought that single dudes made way better soldiers than married dudes with kids. Mm -hmm. So he outlawed marriage for dudes of, like, soldiering age. And this priest 
Valentine was like, oh no, that's mean. I'm going to perform illegal marriages for you guys. Don't even worry about it. And then Claudius found out and killed him. <gasps> um, but that's probably not true. Uh, <laughs> then some other, pe- some other people think that who, whichever one of these Valentines was the right guy um, was killed because he was helping Christians escape from Roman prisons, which were, I guess, mm. Roman prisons at the time were pretty sucky places to be. Not like um, today with all the pasta yeah. carbonara you can eat. Yeah, abolish prisons. Um, another legend is that he was imprisoned for something and he fell in love with the jailer's daughter who came to visit him and he sent her the world's very first valentine um, and signed it, Your Valentine, because that was his name. Your uh, Valentine, Valentine. <laughs> that also seems to me to be a lie. <laughs> yeah. Sounds fake. So probably what most likely happened is that, well, they do know this is true. The church made Valentine's Day happen in February because it they wanted to replace a Christian holiday with a pagan holiday. So, um, or sorry, they wanted to replace a pagan holiday with a Christian holiday. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of February, there is a pagan holiday that everyone was super into called the Celebration of Lupercalia. Lupercalia. Mm-hmm. And it was a sexy fertility festival. Hell and- Yeah. <laughs> It was dedicated to Faunus, the Roman god of agriculture, and Rome's OG founders, Romulus and Remus. Oh, you guys. What are those bunnies? Sounds like a fuck fest. So, yeah, they they would go into this cave that was rumored to be the cave where Romulus and Remus were raised by a wolf or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and they would sacrifice a goat for fertility and a dog for purity. So that's kind of a bummer. But it was the olden times. It's fine. So then, there was too many of them back then. Yeah. So then they would take the hide and tear it into strips, dip the strips in some sacrificial blood, head into town, and slap women and crops with the bloody hides. Oh. Um, so that then, you know, you wanted to get slapped with the bloody hide because that meant that you would more likely have kids because it's a fertility festival sure um i just like that they're also slapping the crops i think that's pretty funny i Um, think it's amazing i think (laughs) if i had a bloody hide i'd slap everything in sight Mm -hmm. so then the ladies all put their names in a giant urn in the middle of town and bachelors would pick their name and whosoever name you pick is like your boyfriend for the year and then a lot of times people would get married based on that but they didn't have to isn't that interesting Yes, it's very interesting, Matt. Isn't Damon. it interesting? What do you think? <laughs> Isn't it interesting how Christianity forced monogamy and marriage onto us? Yes, it is. Although now in these dark times of COVID, where like I'm realizing that I'm talking to myself more and more, I wouldn't mind picking a name, maybe Matt Damon's. Let's just say out of a hat and having him be my boyfriend for a year. Although I'm not attracted to Matt Damon. So maybe no, I would I'm saying, mind. first of all, you wouldn't get to pick the name. The man would. And Duh, second of all, I'm Damon. saying that that, is, that pagan ritual is good. The Christian idea that you can't have premarital sex and you have to marry one person for the rest oh, of your life. Oh, yeah. That, no, that is idea wrong. is wonderful. I love it. I date around. Stay single. Make marriage illegal for everyone. But then I'm like, who is raising all these kids? Is it like the Wolves. village? It takes the village to raise them? I don't really know. 
The wolves. Uh, I just don't, I mean, this all sounds fun until I have to raise a bunch of fatherless children. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, you don't <laughs> have to do anything you don't want. You can just go ahead and get yourself a hide and start slapping people with it. You, you're right. Um, so they, you know, the Christians tried to take over Rome and they're like, everyone should be Christian. But this ritual actually survived the Christianity problem. Uh, so then finally they were like, you know what? We got to make this illegal. So they made the festival illegal and they made Valentine's Day instead. So people are like, look, there's this holiday instead. It's fine. It's totally fine. How interesting. And so Pope Gelasius or Galasius, who really knows? He chose February 14th um, kind of arbitrarily, but because it was around the same time as the festival and also because in the Middle Ages, that's they believed that that was the day that birds started their mating season. So they what? thought that birds followed a calendar. I don't know. They were crazy in the Middle Ages. That's wild. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, so then, you know, everyone's like, okay, great, thanks, Pope Galasius. And then good old Geoffrey Chaucer came around and wrote the first mention of Valentine's Day written down in 1375. Um, and that's the first time anyone mentioned Valentine's Day, you know, in a poem. <laughs> and you know it's written in but old English it's written in old English which I can actually read because I took a graduate level course in Canterbury Tales and I had to read the entire Canterbury Tales in old English really when I was growing up there was a restaurant that I loved to go to with my dad it was called Canterbury Ales <laughs> it was in Huntington it had a great That's burger hilarious mm. um, so there wasn't really in the 1300s, they weren't really, like, giving each other chocolate because they didn't have sugar. So, 500 years later, VD had taken the world by storm as a lover's holiday. So, by the 1800s, everybody's like, oh, yeah, this is when you give your boyfriend a letter. Um, it says, according to History.com, the prudish Victorians were super into it because they were they really, like, put a lot of... They really liked, like, courtly love, where you don't actually bone each other, but you just give each other a lot of presents and pine for each other forever. Right. Um, so they're like, oh, my God, we love this holiday because we can give each other gifts instead of boning each other. And you can watch the movie The Age of Innocence to see what that was actually like. So. <gasps> Ooh, DDL, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and why Who directed that? Is that Martin Scorsese? I don't know. I think it, like, might be. Wait, Could who be. else is in it? DDL and who else? Winona Ryder. And- oh, Winona. Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer, I believe. Really? Yeah, it's Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah, wow. she plays like the you know the slutty one in in Winona Ryder's one, who's like, oh, I'm so chaste. I'm gonna watch that tonight. Winona and DDL teamed up again after or before, I guess, my favorite <laughs> movie in in the history of the world, The Crucible. <laughs> uh, God, I've never seen The Crucible. Another the Valentine's Day movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Age of Innocence is kind of boring, but um. If you want to see Winona Ryder in a long vintage dress, just watch Dracula. That's a great movie. That is a great Valentine's Day movie. That's a Francis Ford Coppola joint. <laughs> yeah. That is a FCC. Uh, okay. But let's get back to Victorian fucking England, okay? Mm, so yeah, take me he- there. Here we are. Nobody's getting laid. And here comes Richard Cadbury. Maybe you've huh? heard of him. And he was a scion of a British chocolate manufacturing company, family, whatever. Um, 
Basically, back then, everybody was drinking chocolate. They weren't really eating it. So drinking chocolate was all, all the rage. They kind of just figured out how to get it and make it. And Cadbury had just figured out a way to make it taste a lot better and have a better texture. And the result is they had a lot of leftover cocoa butter. And they're like, oh, now you should just make this into eating chocolate. So cho- regular chocolate that we think of today used to be called eating chocolate, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> it is um, hilarious. Yeah, so then he decided that since they, they could make it a little bit more easily and put it in boxes and give it as gifts, he actually designed the boxes, the candy boxes himself, which I think is adorable. And is while he did not patent the heart-shaped box, he was the first person to ever use one for chocolates. Um, and so there are all these Victorian chocolate boxes that you can look up on the internet that are very fritzy looking and old um that still exists you can buy them on etsy.com how fun and yeah then everyone just kept giving those to each other everyone was eating chocolate and it was very exciting until world war ii came and sugar once again went away because of rationing um and then no one ever ate chocolate ever again yeah, except for me, like, every night of my life. I'm so addicted <laughs> to eating chocolate, and it's so odd because, like, I would never describe myself as a chocolate person. Some people wear that badge very proudly. They're like, oh, I'm a chocolate person. Anything chocolate. Like I'm Kathy really... in the comic? Yes, like my my future <laughs> self, Kathy, the comic. Um, but I would never describe myself as, like, a chocolate person. I like chocolate. I guess I love it. But... Um, I don't think of myself as myself as someone who loves it. But uh, anyway, I do eat it an awful lot. And I notice, like, if I don't eat it one night, I think about it <laughs> in a sexual way. Great. <laughs> as more than a friend. And so I think I'm addicted. And Well, what kind of chocolate are you eating? Uh, just, you know, Hershey's Kisses. No, I'm just kidding. Um, like, dark chocolate. Sometimes with caramel in it, sometimes not. Sometimes. Oh, yeah, I just got some of that, I don't, the brand that has, like, the little XOXO yes, on it. Yes, exactly. What the fuck is that brand? Sorry, <laughs> whatever that brand is is not very good at branding because we have no idea what your company is called. Maybe it's called XOXO, uh, Gossip Girl Chocolate, but um, <laughs> it's salted caramel on the inside. I don't yes. even really like a caramel person, but I got that, and it's really good. And also it's I so got good. this... Rose chocolate, or it's like it's pink chocolate. It's Ooh. it's naturally pink. It's it tastes like berries. Um, so interesting. Yeah, it's like a it's like a new chocolate came out like a couple years ago, and I actually am kind of into it, even though I don't really like. It's like a natch it, because of the way that they process the cocoa bean. It tastes like fruity. It's really, really how fascinating because um, I've got here in my notes yeah. that I wanted to mention to you a commercial I just saw. For pink velvet macchiatos from Dunkin' Donuts. So I'm assuming they're probably using rose chocolate in there. Just kidding. It's probably strawberry milk. What is... Ew. What's pink velvet versus red velvet? Well, when I hear pink velvet, I automatically think vagina. (laughs) So I'm assuming it's vagina flavored. (laughs) I don't know. That was my only guess. Interesting. A vagina flavored macchiato. Do you want to take a break? I do, and also I don't, but I guess we probably should, huh? This show (laughs) brought to you by XOXO, whatever that chocolate's called. Just kidding. We'll be right back.
My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. And we're back. We're back. Nicole. Yes. I loved your story. Thank you. Um, it wasn't a story. It was hard hitting research. I loved this groundbreaking research that you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm, assume, I'm assuming we're going to hear from Cadbury himself. Did it mention anything about when the cream eggs were invented? Because I do love those. I hate those. Um, I don't believe you. How dis- could you? They're disgusting. Do you think that, like, like if you were interested in somebody Blech. and you thought they were attractive and sexy and cool and funny and everything you've ever wanted in a person and then they pulled a cream egg out of their pocket and bit into it, would that change the way you felt about them? No, because it's like 50% of the population <clears throat> likes those things. It is a gross thing to like, and I normally don't think that anything is a gross thing to like. I try not to food kink shame people too much. But it is a gross thing to like, and I like it, and I'm wondering if it has something to do with why I'm all alone in the world. <laughs> no. Um, but I do think that it's interesting that the whole premise is that you're eating a raw egg. <laughs> yeah, it is very <laughs> weird. My friend Sam, um, one time, he was like, when we were younger, he's like, yeah, I was just like, you know, at the grocery store, I saw this beautiful woman, and she was like, perfect and I was gonna go up and talk to her and then like she put hot dogs in her cart (laughs) and I like didn't want to talk to her anymore and I always think that for some reason when I think of Cadbury cream eggs what this guy doesn't want to date someone who eats hot dogs he has fucking problems I know but like it wasn't about like eating hot dogs I guess I don't really know what it was he eats hot dogs I haven't talked to him in years though so he could be murdering by now also, you know what? Don't hit on me at the grocery store. I'm just trying to get my hot dogs and get the hell out of there. Exactly. What about a Cadbury cream egg as a topping for a hot dog? No. I don't like... First of all, I'm not Sweet even that salty? into milk chocolate in the first place. So I don't really like milk chocolate very much. Very few things, like Kit Kats, I'll eat them. Milk chocolate situation on. Mm. And then you just have this pile of liquid sugar inside. It's so gross and there's an egg yolk in there (laughs) i know you know it's worse if like you get them like on discount like after easter let's say it's june and you still have one or there's one like just lying around the cvs and it's like dried up inside and it's like hard and dry (gasps) oh that happens yeah it's like you know it's like reality right they're trying to make it real it's like getting a bad egg sometimes you get a bad (laughs) egg and sometimes you get a dry crunchy cream egg that's bad no oh my god sometimes it's full of hot dogs (laughs) that's really messed up man i know all right nicole i have a question i have a joke for you i know i haven't done this in a while but get used to it because i'm bringing it back baby okay uh why shouldn't you fall in love with the pastry chef why shouldn't i fall in love with the pastry chef Mm -hmm. i don't know he'll desert you (laughs) 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 broken hearts it's funny it's valentine's day okay i'm gonna tell you you and our listener whoever you are out there if you're still with us uh, unlike matt damon who we know is dead (laughs) he only listens to my part of the segment and then he has to skip out (laughs) um okay 
I'm going to talk about everybody's probably, I'd say, least favorite candy, but one that I kind of like. Can you hear? Conversation mm. hearts. I have no. some here at my home. Don't they are candy cigarettes? They're exactly the same thing in a different shape. Now, I'm going to take a little bite of one. <laughs> They're fine. Although, They're fine. You, know what think, you know what I think is interesting about these? They come in wintergreen, banana, orange, Ew. lemon, cherry, and grape. Ew, I didn't know they had flavors. They do. But to my confusion, the grape is green and the winter green is white. What? Yeah. I I'm know. Not, are you sure that they're flavored? Because I feel like they're just not flavored. I can't yeah, remember they, the last They're time flavored. I oh, they're flavored. <laughs> I'm eating a mint one right now and it's white. I like and the I ones ate. that come in the box with a little window that is itself a Valentine. Did you get that? Yes, I did. Great. Um, but it is really difficult to determine why the green is is grape. Oh, green grape. Green it's, grape. Green grapes. There are green grapes, people. Yeah. They That's use, why. They use green grapes in the making of conversation hearts. Okay. Well, I'm very glad we got to the bottom of that. All right. I'm going to tell you a little bit about these dusty bits that <laughs> we've somehow <laughs> decided to eat and probably cause cancer. In 1847... Oh, by the way, I got this information pretty much all from a, a riveting article called The Origin of the Conversation Heart by Aaron Blakemore uh, in Mental Floss. Um, 1847, when a Boston pharmacist named Oliver Chase longed for a way to get into the apothecary. Apothecary. No, apothecary. Apothecary. Apothecary? There you go. There you go. Apothecary <laughs> lozenge craze. So picture it, 1847, there is a lozenge craze going on. <laughs> that like, is how boring everything was. They love rucola, or what is it? R- Ricola. Ricola. Rucola is a restaurant. I yes. hope it's still there. <laughs> Rugola. Um, anyway, there was a lozenge craze. Lozenges were becoming extremely popular because it was <laughs> like a, a way to take medicine, and people were preferring to take their medicines by lozenge. Sure. Um, instead of shooting it between their toes like they were used to. But is there still cocaine in it? Because that's really what I'm looking for. When I'm there's looking for cocaine it. in the ones that I just got, I think. Great. Which would explain a lot about my behavior this episode. Um, anyway, making lozenges was very hard and very time-consuming. Because essentially, when they're talking about lozenges, they actually aren't talking about Ricola. They're talking about these pasty, like, you know, wafery things like the conversation arts. Like so Necco need, wafers? Well, yes, like Necco wafers. So they were basically made with a mortar and pestle, and then it would like turn into a dough, and you had to like knead it and roll it out and cut it into discs. Um, and then this guy, um, your best friend Oliver Chase, mm-hmm. invented a machine that rolled the lozenges into dough and pressed the wafers into discs. Was it a he, pasta machine? <laughs> It was a pasta maker, and that is how we got your favorite thing, the Necco pasta. Um, no, so he, he by doing this, he uh, inadvertently had created America's first candy-making machine. Oh, cool. Yes, and he created this business, and they made miles and miles of what would become um, the New England Confectionery Company, otherwise known as Necco. Oh, sick. I'm a genius. Sick. Necco. 
This episode is brought to you by Neko, the candy so, of the future. Are Neko wafers um, the same as can- conversation hearts? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. just flat? Exactly. So Necker wafers were carried around by uh, soldiers during the Civil War. And some people say that the tradition of sending um, greetings to the troops morphed into the conversation hearts that people would, like, write yeah. messages on. Because Necker wafers weren't originally... I mean, conversation hearts weren't originally heart-shaped. They were, like, disc-shaped. Conversation um, discs. Conversation <laughs> discs. Conversation blobs. <laughs> conversation bits. Um, anyway, so there was a growing market for Valentine's Day cards, which were populated by, popularized by Esther Howland. I kind of want to, like, maybe do a part two. I guess we'll have to wait till next year. Um, but she's the person who popularized the Valentine's Day card. She was also in Boston. So, then Oliver Chase, um, decided that he wanted to see if we could print the messages right on the Necco wafers. So the, to the troops or just well, to everybody? Just to everybody. Okay, got it. So um in eighteen eighty in eighteen sixty-six, I'm sorry, actually this was by another man who did this. Oliver was the guy who created the lozenge, and then Daniel was the guy who uh, I forget what his last name was, it doesn't really matter. Daniel. I put it in my notes. His name was just Daniel, like Prince. He was just a symbol. Um, but anyway, this man, Daniel, Emmanuel, if you will, decided that, um, he wanted to put the messages on it. So in 1866, and he was the guy who owned Neko. In 1866, he figured out a way to print words with vegetable dye during the cutting process. And he had drawn his inspiration from another candy that was out at the time called cockles. Um, and cockles are basically like, they have like a scallop shell. It's actually like a, have you ever had cockles? Yeah. The actual, like, they're like The shellfish? Yeah. It's like a scallop shell. And they used to make a candy called cockles. They were scallop shaped and they called them motto wafers. Oh, they had little mottos on them. Mm-hmm. But they were like, uh, they would come with like the wafer, but then they would come with mottos that were printed on thin rolled up paper. So the guy from Neko uh, decided that we should just print them the thing right on the thing instead of giving you a roll of mottos and a roll of candy to pretend they're together. He's like, let's just put this on the same thing. <laughs> so like 40 years later they ended up putting them in 1902 they put heart-shaped ones together um and then around the same time they also made ones that were shaped like baseballs horseshoes and watches baseballs yeah but like watches doesn't that seem <laughs> difficult with a strap i'm confused i don't, I don't know yeah the, but the baseball is basically the same thing as a cockle yeah, exactly. And they also made cock rings. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so anyway, the first ones were bigger than today's versions. And they had messages that said things like, Married in white, you've chosen right. Married in satin, your love will not be long lasting. Married, that doesn't even rhyme. Married in pink, he will take you to drink. Okay, Wow. What does that even mean? He I thought that it said married and white. You have done right. <laughs> That's probably what it actually said, unfortunately. <laughs> and then and then other ones said, how long shall I have to wait? <laughs> and please be considerate. <laughs> Others said things like, why is a stylish girl like you a thrifty housekeeper? The answer okay. on the other side said, because she makes a big bustle about a little waste. 
I don't get it. Also, that's so much to read. It's so much to read. These things must have been palm-sized, and you'd have to, like, spend a fucking whole week, like, nibbling at this awful candy. (laughs) None of it really makes sense. So, throughout the years, I'm going to read you some of, like, the forgotten ones later, but throughout the years, ones appeared that said, Fax me, groovy, and you are gay. I remember fax me. Yeah, fax me. Because I'm old. Did people ever, like, fax each other, though? Like, as a sexy thing? Oh, I'm sure. That's, you know, that's what they Um, did back then. It was a different time. Yeah, interesting. I don't remember faxing. I mean, I think faxing went out of fashion um, before I would have sent a, what do you call it, a sext? That's a fax. fax. (laughs) You could, like, fax your butt. (laughs) That's right. I would still fax my butt. In fax. (laughs) In (laughs) faxed. If anyone wants a fax in my butt, just fax me. Um, okay, and then they partnered with Twilight with Heart saying, Bite me, live forever, and forks. Twilight the movie? Sure, yeah, Twilight the movie with Robert Pattinson, Britain's sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> I just Do watched you? a movie with him in it, but um, was it really Twilight the movie? Yes, Twilight the movie. Do you remember this as a sidebar, but, like, I don't know, in, like, 2000, in the 2000s when, like, Donald Trump, um, like, was tweeting at Robert Pattinson when he broke up with Kristen Stewart and being like, let's go out and party and hit the club. Like, fuck that bitch. Like, Yeah, because she cheated on him with the director. Right, but it's just very interesting that then... We elected that person to be president. I think just based on that should have been enough, to be honest. Most people who voted for Trump don't know about that time in our lives. Well, I don't know why nobody brought that up when he was running, because he might not have gotten elected. Do you remember Howard Dean, the presidential candidate, I think in like 2004, who was like on his way to getting the nomination instead of John Kerry, and he was so excited that he was going to get the nomination that he went, yeah, and like, immediately everyone was like, oh, God, not this guy. And, like, I I always think of Howard Dean, not because I necessarily think he should have been president, but I just think, like, (laughs) man, no one must be more upset about Trump becoming president than Howard (laughs) Dean. Because all he did was, like, one one single, yeah, because he was so psyched he might get to be president. And Donald Trump is, like, tweeting at Robert Pattinson, I mean, that's really the only thing he did that I can find contentious. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I don't know. I really like Twilight, and I'm here to not be ashamed of that. It's very bad, but it's so fun to watch because it's so bad. I agree. I watched it. They played it at BAM a couple years ago, and Preston and I went because he had never seen it. And it is so bad. There's so many, like, long stairs, like, long, quivering stairs. Also, <laughs> if you ever go to Montepulciano... If you ever get a Montepulciano, it's in Italy. Uh-huh. But um, they filmed part of, like, one of the Twilight movies in Montepulciano. So it's, like, this beautiful Oh, yeah, because he goes to the bad guys to be like, kill me because I'm so emo and I'm gaslighting my girlfriend. Right, exactly. So beautiful town known for its delicious red wines. And you go there and there's fucking Twilight shit everywhere. There like, is? Yes, oh everywhere. God. Like in every store, it's like, ah, uh, le Twilight, look at Robert Pattinson, he's a vampire. Ha. And it's like, that is hilarious because I, I doubt that they would be, you know, above that because it's like a super old city, you know? 
no they're so into it it's like 20 years ago it's like oh there's like twilight merchandise everywhere it's really very odd it's strange yeah well i think robert pattinson does an okay job of convincing me that he is american uh yeah sure he he's very convincing i don't (laughs) i think i like robert pattinson i see no problem with him i think he's a good actor yeah, I think Twilight is just funny because I feel like Kristen Stewart is not acting. She's just hunching her shoulders in every scene and being very rude to her parents. That's true. She has bad attitude in that movie. Kristen Stewart, you're on blast. You know what? I agree with Donald Trump. You are a fucking bitch. I'm just kidding. I, um, kidding. Kidding, I kidding, just kidding, kidding. watched this space horror movie called High Life starring Robert Pattinson, which is oh. a huge bummer, but if you're an A A24 completist like I, I guess <laughs> am now... Uh, check it out. Cool. I will check it out. Um, okay. Now, I want to get back to talking about my favorite pasty candy, Necco wafers. And sweetheart- <laughs> they're called Sweethearts. Although the ones that I got today, because I went to CVS um, to get mine, that I now work for CVS. Try CVS for this. They don't have uh, co- the regular conversation hearts, the Necco or the Sweetheart ones. They have Brock's. And what are those? What's a the little second tier. They're fine. You know, I got to be honest. The messages, some of them are hard to, like, see. They're not, like, imprinted. Like, I remember when we were kids, they seemed like they were, like, branded in there. Right? Not for, I don't have that memory. Oh. Well, I could be wrong. These are just barely on there. This one I'm looking at says Yaz, which I take issue with. Yaz? Um, like, short for Yasmin? No, like, Y-A-A-S-S-S. Oh, my God. This one says only you. This green green grape says real love. So that's why they're flavored like that. Because I don't think the regular ones have those They do. The regular flavors. ones had those flavors too. What? Sweethearts. They had the same exact flavors. But I'm going to go on to tell you a little bit more about the flavors if you just wait two goddamn seconds. Okay. Well, so, I don't need you to read me every conversation heart that you have in front of you. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm just giving the people what they want, Nicole. So... Neko estimates that it makes nearly 100,000 pounds of hearts each day throughout the year in preparation for Valentine's Day, which Nobody's to me sounds them. like the most wasteful fucking thing that I can honestly imagine. And I think these are very cute. I'm glad that they that I could go into the storage day and get them. Um, but I also think it's a tremendous, tremendous waste because nobody is like craving these right like maybe you get them and you eat one or two but no one's like oh god you know what i i would but i have to go home i have a pack of conversation hearts with my name on it. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah come on um no they're not very they're like circus peanuts yeah you know what they make 13 million pounds of them per year and that's over eight billion hearts eight billion <laughs> Hearts. Do they make anything else? Necco wafers. I mean, Brock <laughs> are those... makes a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Brock's is chill. I'm into Brock's. I don't really know what else they make. Um, Brock's makes jelly beans and uh, candy corn. Brock's um, is like what we would... We would get Russell Stover and Brock's for Easter in my home. No, oh, yeah, me too. For sure. And we did get some co- cod brew as well. And it was Reese's for every holiday. Whatever shape Reese's there was. Um... So anyway, they did some marketing research in the mid-2000s and showed that children prefer bolder tastes and colors. So they got rid of their classic banana cherry winter green 
and came in bright blue raspberry, lemon, and green apple. Okay. This caused a huge backlash from boomers <laughs> who wanted their old candy back. And the boomers <gasps> took to their favorite platform. Facebook. Facebook. And th- they made Facebook pages. This is, can you imagine? Now we have the waste of time and money making these candies. Now people are, are wa- using their time to make Facebook pages created to spread the word uh, and fans ranted on the on blogs and Facebook pages about the new confection saying toxic, yuck, and tastes like aspirin. So, what do they think that the original ones taste like? I have no clue. In a response, they brought the old flavors back to please God. the boomers because kids weren't going to eat them anyway. So it's like, Yeah, I mean, now we know who's eating those things. Exactly. So, Everyone um, in Congress. Yeah, Mitch McConnell's <laughs> favorite candy. He looks like his favorite candy would be Conversation Hearts, which is a <laughs> clear sign of a sociopath. Um, so anyway... Some of the old phrases that are no longer around that I thought were funny. Dig me. Hacha. Saucy boy. <laughs> what? Saucy boy. No, I heard you. I was just exclaiming in disbelief. <laughs> no, I'm talking to Matt Damon. He's getting he's getting out of control over here. Saucy boy. Um, girl power. Okay, okay. Uh, cool dude. This one... Doesn't make any sense. My comma such eyes. Oh, my such eyes. That must be what it is. But don't, weren't the boomers, I guess the boomers can't read what's on the actual heart because they're old. So they, they don't, don't really care. care. Yeah. All right. Just like, give me another fistful of banana ones. Um, you are late. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You are gay, which I already mentioned, which I'm not sure. Like, I don't understand why that was on there. Is that supposed to be like an, I don't know. The 90s were a troubling time. Yeah. Um, Just watch Friends. For all the homophobia you need. (laughs) Exactly. One-stop shop. Um, In a fog. What? Yeah. Pen pal, whiz kid, class act. Let's read. (laughs) Nature lover. (laughs) Heat wave. Um, Honey bun, sugar pie. Table for two. Let's read. Yeah. (laughs) Nature lover. Well, I never. So anyway, that's some stuff that I wanted to tell you about. Everyone's least favorite candy conversation hearts. You know what? The green grape is probably the best flavor if you're going to eat one of these little dusty old things. (laughs) (laughs) It's made my headache worse. Biting into it was traumatic into my brain. Stop eating them. They're here in front of me. They make a great sound for more ASMR in this episode. Isn't there an orange one? Yeah, that's orange. I just feel like in my mind they're all just very gently peppermint flavored and they don't actually have any... If there was a banana flavored one, I would have hated them more because I hate candy banana flavor. You know what? Do you remember Runs? Yes, of course. So you know Banana Runs. Disgusting. I don't mind them. I used to like banana BB bats. Do you remember BB bats? No. BB bats are like a throwback candy, but like a penny candy. But they were like from the 50s, but they had them at like this little old tiny candy shop at my house. I did love banana BB bats. My mom loved them. They're taffy, like hard banana. Taffy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I am. Okay. Um, yeah. I just also feel like it's just not necessary to make green apple the flavor of every freaking candy. Like Skittles green used to be lime. 
I and that now, was the best. And now it's green apple and it's rude. It's extremely rude. Lime, that was the best Skittle. It's delicious. I was a person, and I assume I still am. I haven't had Skittles in a while, but I think I'd still do this. Where I'd put a bunch of Skittles in my mouth and let them, like, warm up. <laughs> and then mush them into, like, one <laughs> massive Skittle. You let them get to body temperature? <laughs> yeah. I let them come to temperature in my, in my mouth. <laughs> Oh, gross. Can I ask you a question? It's personal. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, for top three today, I thought we could talk about just kind of free-forming <laughs> some of our favorite and least favorite Valentine's Day candies. Oh, okay. Valentine's Day candy, since I don't observe it, mm. I don't automatically... Oh, you know what I do like are those um, those dove hearts. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are pretty good. Those are great. Um, over this Christmas time, I got... Actually, no, it wasn't Dove. It was those lint truffle balls. It was like a ball oh, of chocolate mm-hmm. on the outside and the truffle on the inside. I was, like, obsessed with the white chocolate ones. Those are very good. They're delicious. Great texture. Yeah, the creamy, creamy chocolate. Um, I just... I can't think of any other Valentine's Day-specific... Can- there, I guess Sweethearts makes, like, a... Yeah, Sweetheart. A heart shape, right? Mm-hmm. Those are good. Well, you know what I was thinking maybe you'd have some strong opinions about, though? Like, the different kinds of chocolate in a box of, like, Russell Stover chocolates. Oh, I do. I Okay. Last year, when I still had a job, I gave, I gifted my staff, um, like, a Whitman sampler that was, like, oh, on it. sale at CVS after one of the holidays. Um, and we brought it back. And that luckily, that one has, like, a roadmap on it that tells you what every flavor is. Mm-hmm. And so... I, you know, I, I ate the ones that I wanted to eat, and then I left them there. And it was just funny to see the ones that were still there, uh, which were, like, white, the vanilla cream ones. Nobody wanted to eat those. I like the vanilla cream. I think the vanilla cream is delicious. But then again, we also know that I'm a Cadbury and cream egg enthusiast, super yeah, fan. Basically the same thing. <laughs> I um, Also, I like the strawberry cream ones. Those are pretty good. See... We're, we have nothing in common, Nicole. Mm-hmm. I don't even know mm-hmm. our friends. I truly, like, I'm not a super picky eater. And I mean, by that, I mean, I'm, like, not a picky eater at all. I would eat one of those, but I really don't like fruit and chocolate together. It's not my thing. I don't like orange or raspberry, but for some reason, strawberry works for me. I don't know why. Yeah, like, it's fine. I, I'll do it. It's just not really, like, I wouldn't spit it out or be like, oh, I couldn't possibly, but it's not my favorite. I don't like the caramel ones with the thick chunky caramel in the middle mm, i yeah. hate turtles oh, i like that you hate turtles the animal or the the candy with the nuts and the caramel or both the candy mm. a turtle i got no beef with the turtle they're cute yeah they're cool uh, they are kind of just like a frog in a fancier outfit but that's <laughs> fine um it's like a, a frog and a rock had a baby it's like a frog wearing a helmet it, it definitely is um I really don't like those. I think my number one favorite, uh, least favorite thing Valentine's Day wise, aside from these horrible chalky hearts, <laughs> um, I don't really like the chocolate with the cherry on the inside, like maraschino cherry that oozes cherry juice out. Oh, you know what? I So this year, or maybe this isn't the first year, but this is the first year that I've been really going to CVS a lot. Um they made, for Christmas, Hershey's made those, but without the cherry. They just had the juice on the inside. Ugh. It was so good. 
Oh my god, so it was just cherry juice inside a chocolate shell? Yeah! Oh, god, lord of mercy. No, <laughs> I, I really wouldn't it. want to eat that. No, that's not for me. Those um, chocolate-covered cherries, though, were my grandpa's favorite thing, so he always had them in the house. And I would always just bite them and suck out the cherry juice and not eat the cherry. Oh, God. Well, I'm glad I never met your grandfather. He sounds like a monster. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> He's very grumpy. Um, I really love, um, oh, I mean, I love any kind of special Reese's where the Reese's is, like, bigger than it's supposed to be and in a different shape. So Reese's hearts are. Are those a thing? Yeah. I, just I know there's, them. like, a Reese's egg. There's also Reese's Christmas trees. And I saw this year there's, like, mystery Reese's which is clearly just like the ones that were supposed to be Christmas trees but like melted wrong <laughs> you're like it's a, what is it it's a dildo <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is just a blob of chocolate with peanut butter in the middle it's fine it's a ghost in a sheet <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's really funny um you know I don't like those candy necklaces which are basically conversation hearts also. oh I like candy necklaces because they have they're more tart yeah that's true and they have more flavor. Um, and then, yeah, I Valentine's Day candy. What else do I like? Um, I guess there isn't that many Valentine's Day candies, really. No, Easter's really the big... You got Christmas and Easter. You know what I do love? I love in a, um, a Valentine's Day candy box. My favorite thing to get is like a chocolate-covered like coconut pile. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I don't love it. Like a it. little mounds covered in dark, dark chocolate. I like the Russell Stover's chocolate-covered marshmallow iterations that they have. That's good. That's good, too. I agree with you. Now, where do you fall on lava cake? Blazing lava hot cake. <laughs> I just... I'm not a huge chocolate cake fan, so I wouldn't, like, go out of my way to create it. Yeah. But if someone else ordered it, I would eat it, for sure. So, so the year is 1994. You're on a date with a guy who's wearing a collarless button-down shirt. <laughs> okay. I'm very young. And, uh, yeah, you're very young, too young to be on a date. And he orders, after you guys have, like, beet salad and, like, some kind of southwestern thing with, like, a red pepper puree and Vidalia onions, you have, for dessert, a molten chocolate lava cake. You would eat it, though. Yeah. I don't hate it. Okay. What's not to like? It's liquid chocolate inside a chocolate cake. That's good. It's drinking chocolate. <laughs> Yeah. But you know what I just thought of when I was thinking? So I do like chocolate-covered marshmallow, but I hate Peeps. I despise them. Really? I like Peeps. They're fine. I haven't had one in a very long time. But. They're just gross. They don't taste like anything, but I hate them. They kind of taste like powdered chemical flavor to me. Well, it's very interesting. Sometimes when I think about stuff like Peeps, I'm like, what are we eating? Like, what? How did, you know what I mean? Just because you can eat it and it doesn't kill you immediately when you eat it doesn't mean <laughs> it's food. You know what I mean? Like our definition right. of food has has stretched so far and we're all like, how is it that like there's such like high cancer rates and stuff? Like we shouldn't be eating peeps. And that's not to say like I'm not <laughs> trying to shame anyone. If you like peeps, I'm not trying to do any shaming here. I'm just saying like it is very interesting sometimes when we think about confections like this, like you know, just again, because it doesn't kill you upon eat. ingesting it doesn't mean it's food. Have you ever put a peep in the microwave? No, isn't that how you kill a peep? Like the same thing, whereas you like kill a gremlin, right? They get, they like, they get humongous. It's really, it's very, I, I suggest Googling it rather than doing it yourself because it can create 
a bit of a mess. But if you don't know what happens when you put a peep in the microwave, check it out, guys. Amazing. You know, I was listening to last podcast on the left yesterday, and they did an episode about human combustion, spontaneous human combustion. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about, like, some case where, I don't remember where it was, but, like, they were noticing that, like, toads, this is, like, literally my worst nightmare ever. I was, like, cringing (laughs) listening to it. I don't even know I'm repeating it. But they were talking about how they noticed that, like, toads were, like, just out of the blue expanding to, like, three times their size and then, like, bursting. And so they thought it was, like, spontaneous combustion. But then they realized that what was happening is that crows became, like, obsessed with toad liver. So the crows were diving down and picking their livers out. And then as a defense mechanism, they were, like, like puffing up. But since they had, were, had a hole in them, which they didn't realize, they were, like, exploding. That is psychotic. Also, spontaneous human combustion has been debunked, right? It's no longer... No? Well, you should listen to this episode. Not necessarily. No, it's not, it's like, it's not necessarily been debunked. Interesting. Okay. Gotta be the worst possible way to die. To just all of a sudden, like, burst into flames? Or is it the best way to die? I just, I don't think that you can do it. I don't think it's real. <laughs> don't don't dare me, okay? There's nothing I like more than a dare. So I'm going to find a way to spontaneously combust whether you like it or not. It's just not possible for the human body to heat itself up to a temperature where it would dissolve bones. Like, even when you get cremated, there's still bone chunks in there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, have you ever been in really bad traffic on the BQE? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> That's for all you New Yorkers out there. Um, anyway, well, this was a very fun episode. I hope that you have a very loving Valentine's Day. I hope you do something sensual. I hope you bathe in chocolate. I hope you eat strawberries from someone's toes. What else? I don't observe Valentine's Day. (laughs) Not yet you don't. But (laughs) Matt Damon, America's most dead sweetheart, is on his way to your (laughs) You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do the the pagan festival where I sacrifice a goat and a dog and slap people with hides covered in blood. (laughs) From a six foot distance with a mask on, of course. I'm going to do the thing where I participate with like people picking names out of a hat and they become my boyfriend for the next year. But I'm going to put all the names in and all the names are going to be mine. And all the people (laughs) picking... (laughs) Are going to be Matt Damon? (laughs) Are going to be Matt... You guessed it. Are going to be Matt Damon. I'm just kidding. I don't... I'm not attracted to Matt Damon. I think I must have already said this this episode. I just want to make it very clear. You said it so many times that we now know that you do have a crush on Matt Damon. I I don't even like him. I don't even know any of his movies. Okay? (laughs) I don't... But seriously, Matt Damon, I'm not really attracted to you. (laughs) Um... But I do think you're... I like the little guest spots on Saturday Night Live. I'll give you that. Huh. I don't even but know that's any it. Of those. But that is it. So, in conclusion, Valentine's Day, we have determined, mathematically, is in fact very cute. And you should not eat peeps. Peeps are not available on Valentine's Day, though. But I'm sure yes, they are now. they are. They are. My stepmom bought them for me recently. In the shape of what? Dog, dog skin? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're heart shaped. Oh, that makes more sense. All right. <laughs> well, whatever you do, whether you skin a dog or eat a log of cookie dough or go out for some molten lava chocolate cake, don't do that. Don't go to restaurants and endanger your servers with COVID. <laughs> um, whatever you're doing, I hope that you do it with grace and style. <laughs> uh, yeah. <sighs> 
Um, yeah, we love you very much and have a happy, happy VD to you. Blessed VD, one and all. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Asla Pasta. Life's Banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click at the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.